0: Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for joining in. Thanks for being a part of our Cool Things community. We are having a lot of fun. The show is growing. I appreciate the reviews on iTunes. If uh, you can spare one minute of your time and you listen to this show and you think Tom sounds like a nice guy, jump over to iTunes and leave a review. It makes my whole day better. But the truth is, is that's the way people find the show. When people are reviewing the show, people have more of a shot of finding the show. And we've been doing doing this now for 280 plus episodes we have been on the iTunes for almost 3 years and we just continue to meet the most interesting people i never knew when i started the show that it was going to be the greatest networking vehicle i have ever encountered i haven't i have had conversations with i don't know almost 250 entrepreneurs a few of the shows are just me sharing my thoughts but in those 250 probably a third of them are people i still keep in touch with on social media and through other things. People have been really excited about sharing their journeys, their entrepreneurial stories with the audience, and then connecting with some people from the audience afterwards. So today is no different. I'm really excited. I, I have a guess. I had the honor of being the master of ceremonies at a trade show and conference for people in the toy store business. Now, if you think about that, you think the toy store business, and we often think, you know, is there still toy stores? Because we think, you know, Amazon and the big boxes. But in every community that I've ever been to, when you go through Main Street, there is often a small, local, independent toy store. And this conference was the owners of these stores. And there, at the trade show, there were so many fascinating companies who were working with these, these toy stores. And one of them was Lulu Jr. Now, as you know, I own part of New Year Publishing, which is uh, the publishing company that has produced my books, but my my best friend and I started it, and it's sort of like we my, the original book. I felt like I was self-publishing it because I was the only book. There's now been, I don't know, probably close to 100 books that have come out through different authors, but at the time, we were sort of self-publishing, but this was before – there were self-publishing platforms. I mean, this goes back almost 12 or 14 years uh, to when we started this, and there really wasn't what existed today. But actually, the people I met from Lulu Jr., they were the first – Lulu was Lulu Press was the first self-publishing platform that started out in 2002 that meant that everybody was able to go in and publish books. And New Year, uh, Lulu Jr., what they did is they started the ability for kids – to publish their own story. And I'll tell you, this is something that I am just, I think if you have a kid and they're creative, you've got to find out more about what they do because of course, you know, this is something that that inspires them. It sets the tone that you can achieve anything. So I'm so excited that I got to meet these people and the person in charge of their fulfillment program, Jill Santoro, uh, I'm sorry, Jen Santoro is here with us today on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Now she's not the founder of the show. I'm still, uh, I'm the founder of the company. I'm still trying to get the founder on cool things entrepreneurs do, and we're going to do that in the future. But Jen is one of those people who internally inside the company operates with that entrepreneurial spirit, and so I just wanted to talk to her because she works for a company that's doing cool things. She herself is 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 in there driving a lot of that, and I thought she would be a fun guest to have on the show. So Jen Santoro, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tom. I'm really excited to. Uh explain and talk to you about lulu jr and how amazing it is
0: well and i mean what you're doing just fits so well into the the theme of cool things entrepreneurs do because you guys are doing something really interesting that i think a lot of the listeners are going to not only perk up because maybe they have kids and they want to learn more about your platform but just the way it all came about and and it's just exciting so why don't you tell us a little bit more about the business because i kind of do these little flyby descriptions of companies but it doesn't do justice so tell us about lulu jr
1: um, well, let me just start just a little bit about Lulu. Like you said, um, we were the first self-publishing platform in 2002, and, and to date, we have produced more than 2 million publications um, to authors. Um, we allow any anybody to create a book, to use their creativity, their imagination, and produce a professionally bound published book and give them them the ability to get that book into distribution anywhere around the world. Um in late 2013, Bob Young, our founder, um, brought on a line of products that was owned by Creations by You. Um, we took those products in, which included Illustory and in my comic book, and rebranded it under the Lulu Jr. moniker. So the best idea is... We've helped so many adult authors create their books. What better way to engage young children by bringing these books in and having them create their own published books?
0: That is so uh, awesome. So we,
1: we completely rebranded it and launched them in 2014. We also um, have launched a couple products since then under the Lulu Jr. brand. And it's been amazing to see these products received at independent retailers the love that they have for these products and how well they do in their store is just, it's amazing to hear the stories about kids creating their books and getting off the computer, you know, and just sitting down and being creative and using their imagination. Um, we just recently re, when we were at Astra, we decided we wanted to relaunch these products and make them better than they, ha- they were before. So we completely rebranded them and added some new features as guidebooks to help children create and become the authors that they know they ha- are inside. So you you know you get a child that always has these stories and wants to write, <laughs> and giving them the tools that allow them to create a book and have it come to them professionally bound, published, hardcover with a, about the author just brings so much joy um, to their lives that we, we love being able to give them that opportunity
0: well let me tell you why I liked it so much first of all I think my first book came out in 2005 so you, the, the Lulu platform was already there but self-publishing hadn't yet been accepted I remember being at a at a cocktail party after my book came out and somebody said well you know he owns part of New year publishing like he self-published the book as if I had done something so das- <laughs> dastardly uh, that has changed so much in the last 17 years that you know now you know some of the biggest authors are saying to heck with it I'm gonna publish this Myself. So the culture has changed a lot since Lulu first came on the scene. That is is for sure. But going back even farther, I wanted to be a writer when I was a kid. Now I've I've written 13 books, but they're nonfiction. Uh, But I wanted to write fiction when I was a little kid. And I was in eighth grade. And I remember telling my eighth grade English teacher that I wanted to write a book, I wanted to write fiction. And she told me I'd better come up with a new dream because I wasn't good enough at spelling or grammar.  … … to ever get a book published, and it really crushed me. I didn't write again. I didn't write in high school. I didn't write in college. I was probably in my 30s before I started writing business articles. I remember the first time the Austin Business Journal asked me to write something. I was like, oh, I can't write. I I can't spell very well. And they're like, duh, there's spell check now. And I realized that that eighth grade teacher, she herself wasn't a visionary. She was a dream crusher because she didn't see spell check coming in. She didn't see the the use of an editor uh, and and all that. And so the fact that now kids who want to write not only don't have, you know, people crushing their dreams, but they have people like you who are opening the doors and getting them, you know, to be able to be published and be distributed. I just think it's fantastic because I think too often we, we crush kids' dreams and then they spend the rest of their life not pursuing them. And yet what you're doing is just the opposite. You're opening up those dreams for kids. And and New Year's, New Year Publishing, we have a line in our, uh, in our books called My Friend Paris and my business partner's daughter when she was nine years old said, I want to write a book. And she wrote a book about what it was like to be five years old and have twins introduced into your family. And that led to a series of books about this fictional family that was really based on their own family. And it was, you know, my twins, you know, go to Los Angeles, my twins, they did a travel line. And they also did like my twins first Christmas, which my daughter helped write. So to see these kids be able to write books on a firsthand basis. I know what you're doing is so powerful and how it opens up the world when they're able to write a book and get it published because they never think, Oh, I can't do that. They learn early on. I can do that. And that's awesome.
1: Most definitely. I mean, we have one particular retailer that's been selling our kits um, for years now. We just were able to profile him. He's got a small store in hot Springs, Arkansas, and he is in his eighties. And this, our kits are his favorite product in his entire store. <laughs> he truly, every child that walks through that door, he shows them Illustory. story. He sh- tells them they can create their own book, use their creativity, use their imagination. They can write any kind of book they want. They can create, you know, write a book about their summer vacation or write a story about you know, what happened in school that day or their typical day. And so many of those children end up buying those kids and coming back and showing them their books mm. and dedicating their books to him. And, you know, he looks at our kids as it's, it's a product that kids do something. They're mm-hmm. actually, they sit down, they think they're creative, they're imaginative. It fosters their creativity. It gets their mind moving and going. And maybe, Creates a fire in them to become an author to where they keep moving forward, and then maybe one day eventually they be, you know they become a larger published author, whether it 's self publishing or through a large publisher. but we created that fire inside of them, and there 's nothing better than that
0: so so clearly, you work for a very entrepreneurial company. How long have you been there, and, and what is your job like on a day to day basis
1: so i 've been at Lulu um, almost three it would be three and a half years um, i ca- I came to Lulu with a background in apparel and consumer products from California. And I was brought in to kind of relaunch the Lulu Jr. kits and get them into retail and talk to people about it. And once I started doing that, and it's it's not my only job here, I, I wear many, many hats, including distribution. I had our distribution team um, as far as getting our Lulu.com books into Barnes and Noble, into Amazon, into your local bookstore. Um, But I do Lulu Jr. So I'm getting them into retail. I'm talking to retail about the kids. And in working with this product and seeing the amount of people that absolutely love it, like it just makes you love it. It makes you want to create a book, you know, seeing kids faces when they get their book and seeing their picture on the back of it, like there's no better feeling. And knowing that this company truly believes in this product and creating kids that could one day become entrepreneurs themselves by becoming an author and and creating a brand for themselves. It's amazing.
0: So every time I talk to someone who works inside a company, who is an intrapreneur, who's doing things, you know, relaunching a brand or growing some new thing, you know, I always talk to them about what do you love best about the company? What makes the company the right fit for someone like you who has that entrepreneurial spirit inside them working as an employee?
1: Um, Working at Lulu allows me to... Be creative with 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 the projects that I'm given, and really, I will come up with new ideas, new ways to drive sales or to get the kids out there. And my opinion matters, and that's amazing to me. Like knowing that 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 my opinion and my thoughts are taken to heart, and people actually work, you know, will work with me to make those things happen. There's no better better place to work that allows you to do that, and Lulu allows me to do that. Um, Coming up with the idea of well, these kits are really well, but I, th- I think we can do better and getting the the go-ahead to completely rebrand them and put them out there and then believing in, in, in what I feel about these kits and then it coming to fruition at the show and knowing that everything we did made sense, like it's great to work for somebody like that. And and, and I, I, I'm very lucky to, that Lulu allows me that creativity um, to build this product, that especially a product that I truly believe in.
0: So I have a coaching program called the Potential Mastermind Program, and a lot of people who who join the program or who reach out to me to find out if it's the right fit for them, a lot of them are inside a job and and they want to develop sort of the relationship that you clearly have with the company that you work for. They want to be – an an intrapreneur, they want to be able to drive things, but maybe they don't feel that they can. And yet when I talk to business owners, many of the CEOs that I talk to tell me they wish their employees wanted to be entrepreneurs. So if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, she's so lucky, she works for a company that, that encourages her, what advice would you have for somebody if maybe they have to take a little machete and, and sort of create their creative path inside their job, if it's not already sort of handed to them? What advice would you have for somebody who's got that? spirit that drive but they they need to do it
1: think outside the box and I think you really need to believe in what you're saying and really back it up like if you come up with an idea that when you approach your you know your superior your you know whatever that you don't feel passionate about like they're not going to feel passionate about it so I just feel that that I really if I believe in something I need to convey that to the people and then when they see me and And I explain it to them that way, then I think it's easy for them to trust me and believe in me and give me that creativity. But I I really think it's about the passion and how much you you believe in what you are proposing. And I think that's crucial in any work environment um, to succeed and grow.
0: So some people, you know, they're not passionate about the product that they have. But some people are passionate, but they've, they've sort of burned out. How do, how do people keep from avoiding that burnout if they have – if they love what they do, but maybe they're feeling they've just butted their head up against the wall? Do you have any advice on on, on how to rekindle the passion?
1: I think that's kind of a hard question to answer. Um, I know for me, when I first started, I had a lot of experience in retail. And at the time, Lulu really didn't. We were a self-publishing company. We were We provided a service and a platform for people. We really didn't sell – a physical product. Um, so in working with people that that, that that were here and trying to understand what they were doing and how it could be done differently, I do feel maybe I, I, I got a little down because I didn't feel at the time that my opinion mattered maybe when I first started. And I think it was just continuing on the path of really believing in what I was doing and voicing my opinion and pushing hard. I mean, I, I really think it's about pushing it and how you feel about it in order to kind of get out of that rut to where people kind of start noticing what you're saying and what you're doing. And they take note of it. And then they kind of, in a sense, give, at least here have given me free reign to run with this product and market it how I see fit. Um, I, I met with our CEO today or not our founder, Bob, and was able to kind of explain Lulu Jr. to him and how I was thinking outside of the box and, and even, aiming for things that may not be feasible for me. Um, A prime example is we make a comic book kit. I emailed Stan Lee and asked if he, I could send him a kit and get his thoughts on it. Do I know if he's going to get back to me? No, but you know what? I did it because what have I got to lose? I think it's an amazing product. And if I convey that to him, then maybe he'll think it's an amazing product. Um, But I just, I feel like when you do feel stuck, just keep pushing. Like if, if you truly Love what you do and love what the company does, but you're in a rut. Just keep pushing. That's, I guess that's my best advice.
0: Well, and I love that you just reached out to Stan Lee because you're right. He might never see your email because he might have an assistant who goes, uh, delete. Or he might see it and think, well, I don't want young people writing comic books because I'm going to write them forever. I don't want to help them. You know, goodbye. Or – He might open it up and go, oh, my God, I wish this existed when I was a kid, and he might be on the phone with you tomorrow, and all of a sudden, you're releasing the Stan Lee version of the kit, and if you didn't try, you never would have had that happen. So I love the fact that you just said, I just reached out because I talked to someone the other day, and she wanted some advice from someone who – she's a professional speaker as I am. She wanted some advice from somebody who was kind of really high in our industry, and she's like, yeah, she'll never take my call, and I said, reach out to her. She might take your call and if she doesn't, you've lost nothing and she reached out and of course the person took her call and helped her with the advice that she needed because that's what most people do when they find out there's somebody you know, that they're in symbatico with that they can give a little advice. So I think what you did was awesome and I think more people need to just throw some spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks.
1: I completely agree with you i mean and i I mean if he doesn't get back to me hey i tried but if he does oh my gosh i just got stan lee to check out our comic book kit which i kind of like in the back of my head i was like you know what how what a better way to foster new comic book authors i mean in the past there was a book that he created that was about creating your own comic book but it was never geared towards a child we have something that's geared towards a child let's Ignite that fire in them that you had in you to create all these amazing characters over the last 20 plus years.
0: And maybe he listens to cool things entrepreneurs do and we don't even know. And he'll listen to this going, they're talking about me.
1: He's going to call me tomorrow and be like, oh, my gosh, Jen, guess what? <laughs> I heard you on the podcast.
0: I That's gonna... right. If, if you're if, if you're if your father is Stanley and you listen to the show, make sure you pass this episode along. <laughs> if your uncle yeah. Stan, if your uncle Stan uh, is, is not listening, he should be because that's there. Hey, so how important you've launched this whole kit and you've taken it from, you know, you were a publishing platform and now you've created a physical product that can be sold in toy stores. And you've driven this into the, the toy store world. How important for someone like you who is launching something like that, how important is relationships? How important is networking?
1: Oh, it's completely crucial. Um, the thing about our kits, and, and, and I'll be honest, we've tried a version of our kits in big box retail. They don't work. Um, primarily because it's a, it's a it's a product that needs to be explained. Once you explain it and understand it, that, hey, you can create and publish your own book, and in a couple weeks, you get a physically printed professionally bound book. And the company that, that does our printing for these books is a huge printer that prints books for the Library of Congress. So it's not just some little printer down the street. I mean, it is a high-end, high-profile printer. Um, creating the relationships in retail in general is crucial to the, um, the uh, that's the word I'm looking for, is <laughs> <laughs> crucial to the success of your product. Um, when you talk to retailers that have carried these kits, they love them knowing that they can call me and be like, Hey Jen, I need more kits. Can you ship them out today? And I go, yes, they love that. I get back to them right away. Creating those relationships of, you know, that we've had in the past before we launched the product allowed me to be at Astra and see someone I know and be like, Hey, I'm Jen. Remember we met? Oh my gosh, you have to see our new kits." And they're like, thank you for redoing these. We had issues with them or whatever, or this is going to be even better than it was before. So I think the relationships that that we've created over the years with these retailers has allowed us to really grow and um, prosper in those stores because they truly love our product. Um, I found that the independent retailers, especially being part of Astra, we do have a specialty type product. It's not necessarily a toy, but it is a kit and we kind of consider ourselves a craft kit slash toy But creating those relationships allows those retailers to trust us when we do something different with this product and for them to place it on their shelves. Um, I absolutely love our independent retail stores. Um, I mean, all of them, Hmm. having those relationships, talking with them. Like I was telling you earlier, that toy store in Hot Springs, Arkansas, he calls me on the phone every time he wants to place his order. He doesn't do email. He doesn't do fax. He wants to call me on the phone. And say he wants his 36 units of Villa story and he needs it yesterday. Um, so I love having those relationships and just being able to shoot them an email going, hey, guess what? This is happening. Do you want to get in early or um, I have some new POP coming, or I want to send you this, or we're doing this, or I'd love to profile you as a retailer of the month. One of the things that that we've started recently for Lulu Jr. is we're profiling those retailers. So we're building those relationships with them and we want to see them succeed. Um, The last thing we want is Big Box to take over these amazing, you know, independent retail stores that we have all over the world.
0: Well, and, that, and that's so interesting because in my working with them for their conference, you know, I, I did some homework. I visited some independent stores, and one of the things that you know I said my, my joke sort of going into it was because I speak for all different types of industries and all different types of conferences. And the truth is, is there's good people everywhere. But I knew going in that toy store people were going to be fun people. I just knew that going in, and I got to spend four days at the Astra Show. And I will say that if you're listening to the show and, and you have kids or grandkids or you have to buy uh, a present for a kid. You know, go into that local specialty toy store that's in the local strip mall that's in your community because you're going to find people who don't just have rows and rows of things you could buy. They're actually going to have someone there who can can walk you through and maybe they're going to lead you right to the Lulu Jr. kit and you're going to be the hit of the party because Bobby is going to get to write a book. So I I think that's awesome. So I I have just a couple more questions for you. But before we go there, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training and guidance to ensure that your show will sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience and interviewing really cool people like Jen Santoro. Hey, If you want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Jen, I call my podcast Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing happening right now at Lulu Jr.?
1: Um, I think one of the coolest things happening is the relaunching of these kits. Um, We're... The majority of our product is made in the USA. I would say the only thing not made in the USA is the markers that are in the box. Everything else is made in the USA. Um, We are a Lulu and Lulu, of course, Lulu Jr. is a B Corp certified company. So we always strive to be responsible to the environment and the climate. And our boxes are completely recyclable made out of, um, made by a company called Pratt Industries. Um, our paper is all recyclable. So we always make sure that our products are as green as possible. So we're relaunching these products. They're being kitted right now, and they will start shipping, which I am very excited about, the end of this week. So all my hard work over the last like seven (laughs) months, um, my team of marketing amazing girls, um, Lolly and Chelsea, as well as my creative department, Chad, they've been working so hard to launch these products, and we will be officially shipping them at the end of this week. And that's what I'm most excited about, what I think is the coolest thing we've done this year with these kits rebranding them, and putting them out there. Um, Along with Lulu Jr., I think the next coolest thing is we are featuring amazing kid authors on our site. Um, Again, we started doing the Retailer of the Month, but we decided, you know what, let's give back to these amazing kids that are writing these books. And we've started featuring Lulu Jr. Authors of the Month. So if you go to our site and visit our blog, you will get to see some amazing kids that create these imaginative, creative books and comic books that put so much thought and effort into what they're creating. We interview them, we put pictures up of them, and we just show their creativity and their imagination. One of the most recent ones was a comic book. And this young girl, her art skills, her creativity, it was just, it blew me away. Like if this girl doesn't turn into some kind of like high end comic book author I will be shocked. Like she was phenomenal. So those are the cool things we get to do. We get to give back to the kids and give back to the retailer and support them as much as humanly possible.
0: So if somebody's listening and they're like I've got to know about these kids they're featuring. I've got to, I've got to know more about the kits. How do they find you? What's the website?
1: It's www.lulujr.com um the new kits will be up within the next couple days. We kind of want to make sure they're ready to go, but they can go visit our site, get information on Lulu, on Lulu Jr., look at our blog and check out our amazing retailers as well as our um, authors of the month and kind of get a really good idea of our kits and what they're all about.
0: So, Jen, I really thank you for being on the show. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I've, I've worked for myself for eight years, but if I ever went back to work for a company, I would want to work for a company that sounded as fun as where you work. And I think a lot of the people who listen, you know, I think a lot of people feel they're just sort of stuck in the in the corporate cogs and, and not everybody wants to jump out and, and start their own business. But you're a great reminder to people who have sort of that internal entrepreneur, entrepreneur spirit that there are jobs out there where you can thrive and you can make a difference and you can challenge your company. And you can grow something. And I think that you've shared your story today with the listeners of the show, but I think that you've done more than share your story. I think you've shared some inspiration that that job exists. There's something cool out there, even if you don't have to go start your own.
1: It it does. I mean, I'm sitting in one of the coolest rooms in our office. Um, Each one of our conference rooms was decorated by a specific department, and I'm sitting in a conference room called the Arcade. And I'm staring at pictures of Pac-Man and Mario Brothers and (laughs) Kubert and Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's (laughs) exciting. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, So it's fun. I I love what I do.
0: Awesome. So jump over to lulujr.com and find out more about what they have. If you've got to buy a gift for a kid, what's the perfect target age?
1: Um, The Illustory is about four and up. Um, We allow a child to create illustration pages or just illustrations with copy. Um, So that's about four and up and then the comic book is six and up because it takes a little bit more thought to start creating your comic book. But one of the things for both of them, they have amazing guidebooks inside that will guide your child to do the entire process, whether it's creating a story a biography, an autobiography, anything, or a comic book, it'll guide them to create the book that they want to create.
0: So if you've got to buy a present for a kid age 4, 6, 10, this sounds like a great thing. So jump over to Lulu Jr. or go over to your nearest uh, independent specialty store and ask them for the Lulu Junior kit. And if they don't have it, tell them uh, you got to call Jen Santoro because she'll get them for you.
1: That is definitely true. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Again, thank you for being on the show. And thank you to everybody who tunes in and listens. You can follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page for Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Uh, We have a Twitter account, at Cool Podcast, because this is the Cool Podcast. I said earlier, you can jump over to iTunes and leave a review. You can join the Potential Mastermind Project, which is we meet every week, and we talk to people who are trying to find out ways to reach their potential, whether they're looking to start their own business or just be more of an entrepreneur in the job that they have, this might be the perfect group coaching program for you. Check it out by going to potentialmastermind.com. Hey, we're gonna be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Jen. I know that's hard, but it's true. Hey, we're gonna be back interviewing someone else, but in the meantime, I want you to go out there and have a great day.